Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. need to do that. You could have just said, JP, come up here. Your, your family. Hey, uh, it's su- such such an honor to be back here again on this incredible weekend, Sunday morning service. I want to just say um, thank you to Pastor Al and Chrissy and the entire staff, entire pastoral team and staff. This church, I say it every time I come. I, you know, my wife and I, my wife Rachel and I, we pastor down right by the UIC area. And I tell guys every time and I tell others in the city I say Chicago Tab is the best church in Chicago and I mean that I mean that here listen 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 wait 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 wait, wait. you're gonna clap in a second Um, because you have the best pastors in the city Pastor Alan Chrissy um, I won't get emotional it's too early for this right now to cry Um, but I can't tell you the countless times I've picked up the phone to call to get insight to get to get wisdom to just share frustrations and receive counsel. And I know as he's traveling, as they're traveling to Canada right now, they're gonna impact those pastors. It's an incredible work to see what God's doing in and through them. And you guys are a part of it. And let me say this, the, the, the way that this church has sown into us, it's gonna sow into so many churches and the gospel is going to be preached in such a manner that we are truly going to see a move of God among the nations. And so I just wanna bless you and bless Pastor Alan Christy and the entire church. And also wanna just welcome Welcome, Philadelphia Tab, and uh, Pastor Josh and Susie over there and the crew. Come on, can we just thank God for your leaders, for your pastors, for everybody. I want to just, I want to just do something real quick. Can I, can I, can we? You you guys, I've been here a couple times, you know, this is, we're going to talk. I just really sense the worship was so powerful. And I just felt like the Lord is really here. His presence is here. The spirit of the Lord is here. And um, as I was worshiping and I just opened up my Bibles and uh, the Bibles, like I have multiple. I opened up my Bible, I have different Bibles. Um, I opened up the scripture and I I just went to the story of Jericho. And I just felt a deep sense that the Lord wants us to just do something. And it's gonna be a little awkward. But it's okay to be, how many of you know sometimes it's good to be embarrassed in, in, in the presence of the Lord and get a little uncomfortable? So I'm gonna ask you to do something because you welcomed me, I'm nobody. Can you stand to your feet? Can you please just stand to your feet? And then we're gonna, we're gonna jump into the word. It says on day seven, they walked around the walls of Jericho. It said that the city was shut in and shut out like no one could go in, no one could go out. It was completely fortified. I feel like in the presence of the Lord, I feel like today we are going to see Chicago turned inside out. And it's gonna come, it's gonna come through the power of the church and the power of the Holy Spirit in his church. And so I wanna invite us, I'm nobody, you welcomed me, I'm so thankful, but he's the one we should welcome, he's the one we should give praise. So for right now, church, every person in this room, if you're visiting, welcome. We're, you got the crazy uncle here today, but we're gonna, we're gonna give God just a few seconds of praise. And I just, I, I just believe in the, in the spirit realm, there's gonna be some things that are gonna break right now. I just believe in this city, things are gonna break right now. So on the count of three, just put your hands together. One, two, three, and just give God some praise in this place. Come on, don't stop, just give him praise. Come on, in Philadelphia, give him praise. Hallelujah, Lord, we bless your holy name. 
We thank you for the victories, and we thank you for the victories that are yet to come. Praise the Lord. Come on, just bless him for a few more moments. Hallelujah, God, all the glory, all the honor, all the praise belongs to you, God. We worship you. Yeah, come on, just for a few more seconds. Come on, I feel the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise the Lord of all. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. We praise your holy name today, and we thank you that the walls are coming down today. Lord, we give you honor, we give you glory. And we thank you today that your hand is upon us. And we ask that you continue to move here in our hearts, here in our families, here in this city, here in our churches, we pray. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here in this house, in this city, as it is in heaven, Lord. We praise you and we honor you. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. And everyone says, come on, and everyone says, amen. Ooh, you may be seated. Come on. We could have shouted for 30 minutes. Maybe we should have. I just sense the Lord here today. Come on. I just sense the presence of the Lord. Well, I guess it's come to this. I should preach. Whew. I want to encourage us today in the spirit. Can I do that? I want you to open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1 and just put your finger there for a moment. I'm going to teach this morning a message entitled, A Strong Church. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you are strong. Turn to the person you didn't say it to now and say, you are also strong. <laughs> I truly believe the Lord in this time, in this hour, is calling his church to be strong, to be stronger than ever. I really believe the great shaking that has occurred over the last couple of years, the fog is being lifted, and I truly believe, I, I believe it in my spirit that the Lord wants to do something mighty through his bride, through the church of Jesus Christ. And today, my whole missional mandate I sensed from the Lord was to come and just to strengthen this house, this house that is already strong, already doing great and mighty things, but is called to do more. It's called to do greater things here in this city. He wants to move through his church. And he's going to strengthen us today in Jesus' name. Come on, how many of you know, it's summertime. Everybody's out getting strong. I, I was on the, the lakefront yesterday. Everyone's running, biking, doing push-ups in the sand like crazy people, like doing box jump, like all this stuff. Like everyone's getting strong physically. It is a call from heaven today to get us spiritually strong today. Because here's the reality. We have everything we need for it. We have everything we need for it. And so... To define the word strong, before we jump into the scripture, it says this. I just went to the dictionary. That's a good place to go when you need to define a word, yeah? It's this. It's able to withstand great force or pressure. Come on, this is what he's doing in us. Able to withstand great force and pressure. Not easily disturbed. I'm anxious. I'm worried about what's happening. 
No, 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 no. What did it say? Not easily disturbed, upset, or affected. Firmly held or established. And then I love this, very intense. <laughs> this is what the word strong means, and I really believe the Lord wants to equip us in this today. I was at the gym not too, too long ago. I may not appear like I work out, but I do, believe it or not. That is why pastors, at least my, me, I wear all black just to help me out a little bit. We were at the gym, and I saw this, this younger guy get up and put some weights on the, on the bench press, and he was looking really good and ready to go, and he went to lift that thing off, and he took it off, and as he started to lower it, his, and this other guy and this other guy and me kind of looked at each other like, this is not going to end well. And sure enough, he just, and then, you know, kind of, you've seen those clips before where it's like, now the legs are in the air, and he's trying to maneuver, and I'm like, guys, we, now, like, we got to go, and we lift it off of him, and he's so embarrassed, We're like, it's all right, man, you got to just, like, maybe go a little, like, it's all right, this is, this is a heavy weight. And he just gets up and he leaves the gym and we, I felt so bad for him and I walked away and I felt like the Lord said in my spirit, the church is called to carry weight. Enough of this shaking, enough of this thing where the weight's too heavy, enough where the pressure feels like it's too much, enough of this, you are strong in the Lord and by his mighty power, it is time for the church to rise up in Jesus' name. So I'm just gonna preach for a few moments and encourage us and believe that the Lord is going to mark us today by his Holy Spirit. Amen. So Ephesians 1, Paul's writing to the church. He's, he's not dealing with an issue here. He's not addressing church stuff. He's giving the church what they have in Christ. He's reminding them of what they have in the Spirit. He's reminding them to grow in their faith, to be strengthened in their faith. He's reminding the church to stay strong. So, okay, Ephesians chapter 1. You ready? You ready? Here we go. Verse 13. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked with him, in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. How many of you love the Spirit of God? It's our seal. It's the mark. Who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Paul writes, for this reason... Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Everyone say wisdom and revelation. So that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope. Everyone say hope. To which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance, everyone say inheritance, inheritance. and his holy people, and his incomparably great power, everyone say power, power, for us who believe. That that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. This is the promise in the word of the Lord today. As I walked away from that gym, the, the, the Holy Spirit put Ephesians in my heart and said, this is how you stay strong in the Lord. 
Uh, there's countless passages of scriptures. There's plenty of the word. How many of you love your Bibles and read your word? It's good. But this was where the Lord said, in this hour, in this time, this is what you need to know. You are strong and victorious because of what Jesus Christ has already done. Can I remind you, church, he has done everything. He has done enough. It is finished. How many of you know it is finished? Like, like I think sometimes in my own life when I get into the, the struggles and the battles and the turmoil of life, I forget that it's finished. And, and Paul writes, listen, you have received everything because Christ came, he died, he was raised to life. It is finished. But, you know, we're in this weird tension of the kingdom of now and yet to come. Yes? Like, like how many of you are, 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 we love the promise that Jesus is returning. Just two of us? Pastor Tim, I think you guys tell people Jesus is coming back. Yes, I think so. He's coming back. So are you thankful that he's going to come back? He's going to return and he's going to come for his bride. But here's the call. That's coming. When? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but what I do know is that today I'm called to live in the kingdom of God now. I'm called to put my hands and feet to the plow now. I'm called to see the kingdom of God come to Chicago now. I'm believing Jesus is returning. I'm hopeful for that day. But I'm believing today that he has called his church to be strong in him now. This is the call for us. This is, the, this is the, the commission. Go, Jesus says. Get out there. Be strong. Put your hands on people and see them healed. Well, that's weird. Yeah, well, welcome to, welcome to being a part of the kingdom. Can I tell you something? When you came to Jesus, your reputation was done. That's just an extra one. Take that. We're not even going to take a second offering. <laughs> like your entire life plans, five-year plan, 10-year plan, it all died. Amen. But you were raised to life with him. He, he said to you, go, put your hands on the sick. See him healed. Go and speak out the good news of Jesus. Go and declare and prophesy good things that God is doing in the land of the living. See dead people come to life. How many of you want to see dead people come to life? Just four of us. How many of you want to see dead people? I told you I'm just preaching today. You are strong in the Lord. This is in you. This, is, this has been birthed in you. You have been raised to life, so you're a new creation. I tell people all the time, like, you didn't get a second chance in Jesus. Can we stop saying that? You got a second chance, brother. It's like, no, you got brand new life. You got brand new life. It's, it, yes, he's grace-filled now that we're in this thing and the, a righteous man falls, but he picks him up. Hear me. But it wasn't like, oh, I get a second chance at life. No, no, no. You got a brand new life. <laughs> and so everything that was of the old is done. And so now you're in the new. And so now you walk victoriously in the new because that's what Jesus promised. Amen. You're like, it's 930 and you're yelling. I really believe the church today is called to walk in victory that has been given to us. I mean, look at the early church. Uh, to be frank, like they had, it, they had it way harder. Can we just have an honesty moment? 
brothers and sisters getting arrested, getting killed, getting murdered, getting hung on it. Like, they had it hard. They didn't get to show up in a car to go preach. These, these people had to walk. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. If I had to walk from my house to here, I might have said, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would have walked in Jesus' name for every one of you here today. <laughs> Come on, who? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's like, it's like they had it. They had heart, and in all of their words, all of the writings of scriptures is like, don't stop, keep going, don't give up, don't give in, don't fall prey, don't listen to the crowd, don't listen to the noise, don't listen to the little devils, they're defeated, they're under his feet, and they're writing to the church then, and it's for the church now, where we can reach more, we can see more, we can believe more because of the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Church, it's time to rise up. Philadelphia, it's time to rise up. It's time to see two cities turned upside down for the glory of God. He's called us to be victorious. Like, hear me. This isn't just like, like, oh, yeah, good word. And then we walk out here and we're like, oh, I thought I was victorious. No, it's a call for us every single day to get into his presence, to get intimate with him to get strengthened by his Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, pray in the Spirit. Can I tell you, pray in the Holy, so, so listen, you might not know what that means, just enter into your time and say, Holy Spirit, I'm here, lead me to Jesus. Just lead me to Jesus, take me to Jesus. I want, filled with, I want to be filled with power, I want to be filled with my, because you have called me to be strong. You've called my family to be strong, you called my businesses to be strong, you called my school where I put my feet, listen. Where you put your feet, when you walk in with him, he's there with you. Can I tell you, when you walk into a building, that building now has Victoria, victorious power walking in with it. Can I tell you, this is not just like, just really cool church lingo and like get us hyped up. This is the reality. This is our portion. Can I tell you, disappointment is real. How many of you have ever been disappointed? Just two of us? The rest of you pray for me right now, I'll receive it. Have any of you ever been disappointed? Yes. It's life. It's the kingdom of now and yet to come. He will come back and make all things right. He will come back and wipe every, he will do all of that. So listen, disappointment can be a trap. He says to us, you will walk through the valley. Do you notice that? That's a super basic scripture, but it's, it's like, man, we, we, let's not forget this. He says, you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You will walk. I love that in the season of disappointment, the season of letdown, the season of uncertainty, I have to declare in my spirit, I am strong in the Lord. I am mighty because he's, in, he's inside of me and he's going to walk me through the valley of the shadow of death. He's gonna walk me through the disappointments. He's gonna walk me through the seasons of letdown. He's gonna walk me through the seasons when someone's offended me or hurt me or said bad things about me. He's gonna walk me through when there's death in my family, when there's destruction in my family, when there's a job loss. He's going to walk me through. So disappointment, I hear you but I'm not gonna park myself there. Because we have too much stuff to do here and now. I was driving with my cousin up here, Joe Mark's here with me, and I said to him, isn't it crazy that we were born for such a time as this? Like, did you think about this? Like I was telling him, I was like, it's crazy to think that God found it fit to put me on this planet at this time. Like I, right? And how many of you, maybe just me, have been like, God, you could have put me like 20 years prior, it would have been a lot easier, a little less calm, things wouldn't have been as chaotic. 
And he's like, no, I put you here right now. Hear me, every single one of you, breath in your lungs. He put you here right now for this reason, to go see the world turned upside down. You're like, uh, you're here for a purpose. I'm going to get to my points, but here, I, I just want to say this. I really feel in my heart, we got to stop playing defense. We really got to stop playing defense. Playing defense is tiring. I was a soccer player all through college, believe it or not. I played defense. I was, I was a defender my whole life. It was brutally tiring. Like forwards just get to run around and figure out where they're gonna go and make moves and they get to stop and walk. We did not get to stop moving. I had to follow them, move. Like it's tiring. Hello? Playing offense is fun. Oh, as a defender, when I got that ball, you best believe I'm shooting that ball from even if I'm 50 yards out. I'm trying to score that thing, right? My coach is yelling at me, stop, you're a defender. I'm like, I'm playing offense today. Take me off this field. I don't care. I'm getting that goal. I'm getting that thing in Jesus' name. It's so fun. I'd shoot that thing. That ball goes 40 yards past the goal. It's like it's high in the sky. It's like, good luck. It's fun to play offense. And I really feel in my spirit that we as the church of Jesus Christ, this house, Oasis Church Chicago, churches across the city, it's time to start playing offense. It's time to get up and stop saying, oh, the world is so dark. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How many of you ever wake up like that? You get on social media, you're like, oh, my goodness. He said it's going to be dark. But he said you will be the light of the world. So if you're not seeing light, then you're playing defense. We got to start playing offense and get into this thing and see the light of heaven start invading our city. Is there a big problem? Is there a big issue? Of course. But the kingdom of God, Jesus, can overcome it. He's just looking to partner. He's just looking to partner. See, I think we get saved and we're like, okay, now I'm saved. I got, a, I got my out of hell card. I'm good. Fire insurance in Jesus' name. Anybody else? Like when I was 13, 14, 15, I, I gave my heart to Jesus like 75 times because, you know, they, they used to bring in the, the plays into my parents' church and it was like the really intense plays. Like, you guys know what I'm talking about? No? Where it's like, 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 oh, yes, Lord, I do not want hell. I'll give you my life. God didn't save you just to get you out of something. He saved you to get you out and then to put you into something. Did you hear me? He didn't save you so you could just be like, ah, yes, yes, thank the Lord for salvation. I was a dead man. But he pulled me out and he didn't just pull me out and then say, no, uh, go just do whatever. He pulled me out and put me into something. And he's done the same for you. He's pulled you into a victorious life now. He's pulled you into an arena now where you get to walk with power from the Holy Spirit. This is what he's brought you into. Uh, so how do you stay in victory? Are you guys doing all right? How do you stay in victory? Well, let's go to Paul real quick. Let's go to these words real quick. Because this is gonna help you. Paul says, I, I, I pray and hope and believe, church, to tap into what you've been given through Jesus and now the seal of the Holy Spirit. It, the Holy Spirit is the seal that we are, we are his. It, like a seal back then was property, it was ownership. It was like, this is who you belong to. Guess who we belong to? Jesus, because of the deposit of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is the one that leads us, guides us, directs us, comforts us, teaches us, leads us to Jesus. 
so Paul says, listen, I, I pray that you catch this, that you're victorious, and this is how you're going to continue to remain victorious, is to remind yourself that you have received these things. The first is this, you have received wisdom and revelation. It's very simple. Oh, but yet so hard to remember. It says in the scriptures that you have received the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him, him being Jesus, better. How many of you want to know Jesus better? Put your hands up, please, every one of you. <laughs> we should all want to know Jesus better. I want to know him more. I want to, I want to know the different, the different facets and sides and characteristics of Jesus. I want, I want to know him. See, see, I think we think like he's just super big. He's, a, he's high in the sky. He's seated on the throne. Like, how do I get to know him? It says that Paul says the Holy Spirit will reveal Jesus in wisdom and revelation to you. Can I tell you, your mind does not have to be distorted. Your mind does not have to be filled with chaos. Your mind does not have to not know. Your heart does not have to know him. He promises that you can know Jesus better. See, when you know Jesus better through the Spirit, then you become like Jesus. Listen to me. This is helpful. So when I'm in the time with the Lord, and I'm there, I'm like, Jesus, you know, I have my time. I have it. You know, you can, it's okay to plan out your time. It's okay to have your patterns and stuff. Do that. So I'm in there. I just, you know, finish rejoicing and praising. Then I get into it. Okay, Holy Spirit, take me to Jesus. I pray that prayer. Just take me to Jesus. And so... So then, this was recently. He said, hey, hey Jay, um, I'm gonna reveal Jesus to you right now. I said, praise the Lord, I'm ready for power. And he said, hey, um, this is how I hear, this is okay, this is how I hear the Lord sometimes. <laughs> he said, hey, um, the spirit of busyness is not a kingdom thing. I said, what? Because <laughs> here's the deal. How many of you have said to somebody already this week, how, how you doing? I'm so busy. <laughs> How's things going? Super busy. Anybody, victim, like, anybody done that? No, just two, yeah. Like, how, how are things going? Oh, so busy. I got the kids, we're driving them here, we're doing them this. It's like, I'm busy. So the Holy Spirit says, Jay, there's a difference between working hard and just having busyness as a cop-out. Jesus wasn't busy. When Jesus, this is gonna help somebody. When Jesus was on earth, I just feel the presence. This isn't even in my notes. I just, when Jesus was on earth, when he was doing the work, we don't get an account that Jesus is like, I'm busy. He wasn't like, I'm busy. Now he rested. There's a difference. But he did this thing. He walked this thing out and the spirit said, Jay, I've called you to stop operating in busyness and start operating in the work that I've called you to do and do it well. That's one way that I get the spirit and the revelation of Jesus. I, I get the spirit and the revelation of Jesus of how he would want us to treat one another. Do you, scripture says that, listen, you're like, well, that's great. We're gonna go take the city down and all that stuff. You know how they're gonna know? You know how they're gonna see it? Through our love for one another. When you get the spirit and revelation of Jesus that he was the kindest person ever to walk this earth, you start to go, I want to be kind. I want to love. Oh, they might not agree with me. Can we begin to start um, still operating in love even when there's disagreement? 
Can, can, we? can we? Can we look at people and go, I'm not for that. <laughs> He's not for that, but I'm gonna love you. <laughs> and I'm gonna be kind to you and I'm gonna give you dignity because you're an image bearer of God. And, and so listen, this is what changes cities. Is the kindness out of your heart. Well, I'm just intense, which is a strong, which is a definition of strong. You can be intense and still be super kind. You can be intense and still be super kind. So when you get with Jesus through the Holy Spirit and you receive the revelation of how Jesus operated, you start to become like Jesus. And we can, we can sever, and I'm not saying it's the kingdom now and yet's come. We can sever the, 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 the dialogue that church people are rude, that church people don't love people. Hear me, it doesn't mean you have to agree with what they're doing. It doesn't mean that you have to go and jump all in. I, Jesus learned how to be in the world, but not of it. So can we be in the world and not of it? Is this helping you today? Strong, victorious church to go, give me Jesus, the spirit of revelation. Let me have a good eye versus a bad eye. Scripture talks about it. See the world through the good eye. Can we start to see that Jesus walked through the worst time, the Roman Empire, and did great and mighty things? The kingdom's full of power, it's coming. So you've received the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The second thing is this, you, we've received because of the Holy Spirit and Christ's power and resurrection, supernatural hope. This is not wishful thinking. There's a difference. That was, that, that, you know, when I said supernatural hope, some of you are like, huh? We should be the most hope-filled people on the planet. Like, we should wake up. Guys, I'm not a morning person. My wife, Rachel, I wish I had a picture. I should have brought a picture. She, she gets out of bed, and she's like, oh, it's a beautiful day in the Lord. I'm like, it's like 530. I'm like, it's not a beautiful day in the Lord. She's like, she's like it's going to be a good day. It's gonna, she, you know, she's walking, getting across, it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna be a good day. And I'm like, babe, I, one time, it was like year two of our marriage. So I was like, great, you gotta calm down. <laughs> like, what's going on? She's like, Jay, you need to rise up. And I was like, oh, Lord, pray for me. She's, <laughs> she's like, we should be the most hopeful, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny, whether it's negative degrees or it's 80 degrees, whether it's good days or bad days, we should be the most hope-filled people because Jesus Christ has come into our lives. He's invaded our hearts. He's invaded our homes. He's turned us upside down. He's redeemed my life from the pit of hell. You don't know my testimony, but I should be dead. <laughs> you all should be dead. <laughs> We should be the most hope, we should be catalyst of hope, planting hope in our offices, planting hope in our schools, planting hope on our blocks, planting hope with our neighbors, declaring the goodness of Jesus because this is the supernatural hope of our calling and our calling is to go, to be strong. My son recently, and I, I know I gotta hurry, my son recently, this was back in November, he, 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 he got a cough and you know, as parents, you, you're just trying to figure it out. And so the cough kind of got a little worse and a little worse. And so finally I said, you know, like, Rach, you got you to gotta, you gotta take him to the doctor. And so this was after two nights of him kind of being up all night. And we're just like, so we take him to the doctor. And Rachel calls me. And she says, hey, Jay, um, nothing to get alarmed about. I'm like, okay. She's like, um, Titus is in an ambulance and he's heading to Northwestern. And I said, nothing to be alarmed about. Okay. <laughs> Way to start that conversation. She's like, I'm just hopeful. I'm like, She's like, he's gonna be fine. He's got RSV and pneumonia. And I'm like, where's the hope at? 
And so he was in the hospital for three days and hooked up to a whole bunch of tubes and machine. And uh, we've been there before with Rach. I've been in the hospital. It, you, we've all had these things. This is right when the Lord gave me this. And so he said to me one night as I'm sitting there and my son's just really, you know, it's the first night he's not doing well. If, as a parent, you know, that's, that's so hard. And the Lord said, Jay, this is more for you. Not the sickness, but now what's happening, I'm gonna work this for good in your heart. He said, start declaring hope in this room. But I wanna complain. I wanna shrink back. I wanna text everybody and say, poor me. Please bring us food and help. And Nobody else, okay. I, he, said, he said, start declaring hope. He said, turn this hospital room into a room filled with the hope of Jesus. So I prayed, fell asleep, I woke up, the nurses started coming in. What those nurses didn't realize is that place just turned into a sanctuary of the Lord. Those nurses walked in, this is true, true story. Rachel was there for like a day and a half, I got there. I'm texting Rachel like, oh, did you know so-and-so nurse is doing this, this, and this, that she's involved in? Rachel's like, how did you get there so fast with these nurses? I said, oh, babe, I'm just, I'm just declaring Jesus right now. The hospital room turned into an upside down, like, like literally two nurses gave their hearts to Jesus in the hospital room because of the hope of Jesus. Listen, listen, this is just an example of just going like, I can't, he's gotta heal my son. And he promised me he would. My son's good, he's doing great, praise the Lord. He promised me, but instead of looking at a situation going, oh my goodness. So I look at a situation and go, only God. God can do this. God can do something here. The hope of Jesus Christ can rise up here. The spirit of the Lord is in me. It's deposited good things in me. I'm gonna start to declare hope in this place. Let's be strong and declare there's enough nonsense and darkness start speaking hope the third is this we've received a glorious inheritance Paul writes and says you've received an inheritance how many of you love to get an inheritance nobody would love to get an inheritance how many people would do you know what an inheritance is it's getting something from somebody else would you like an inheritance Put your hands up then. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. You best believe. I'll take it. Paul's not writing that you're going to get a whole bunch of riches and wealth and your bank account's going to get filled up. The Lord does want to prosper you, but that doesn't always look financially in your bank. Hear me, but he'll take care of you. We're a product of it. We're such a product of it. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying, I want you to understand the glorious inheritance to which has been given to his holy people. And that is this. This is how you stay strong. His presence. The inheritance of the Lord, the, the gift of inheritance is that God, by his spirit, would give you himself in his presence. The presence of the Lord is the most precious gift that has been given to his bride, the church. Hear me, please. The presence of the Lord, Philadelphia, hear me. The presence of the Lord is the most precious gift that has been given to his people. It is in one moment, it is in one moment. And I mean this, y'all, I mean this. I, 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 do, I see this happen in my lives. I, listen, in one moment, I can be in the worst chaotic situation and I pause. I have my heart and I say Holy Spirit lead me to Jesus lead me to Jesus and can I tell you I don't get the tingles 
I don't get the go- I got goosebumps. Oh, praise the Lord, he's here. It's not bad. But it doesn't always feel like that. But that when I get into his presence, he starts reminding me who I am. He starts to tell me what he's done in me. He reminds me that he's possessed me now, that I'm not possessed by the things of this world. He reminds me that I'm under his possession. I'm under his care. I'm under his dominion. I'm under his authority. I'm under him now. He starts to remind me in his presence of all the things that he's done for me, all the faithfulness that he's he's given to me, all the faithfulness that he's going to give to me. In one moment, the glorious inheritance is that I get to be with him. As believers of Jesus Christ, it's not just strong enough for us to just get on Sundays and Tuesdays. He wants his church to be strong Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He wants you to be strong at 8 a.m. through 8 p.m. He wants you to be strong in your lunch hour at the workspace. He wants you to be strong in the classroom because his presence is the inheritance that each one of us has been given. That any moment we want to be with our dad, we get to be with him. This is good news. Listen, this is good news. Isn't it good news that the creator of the universe, the God above all gods, the author and the perfecter, the alpha and the omega, the one who was, the one who is, is, and the one who is yet to come has said this, my inheritance I'm giving to you, and that is this, you get direct access to me. You have direct access to the throne room of grace in the time of trouble, for mercy, for help. You have direct access to go into the throne room of grace and just just praise him and worship him and commune before him and to receive all that he wants to do in you that day. What would it look like if we started having prayer meetings in our house? What would it look like if you had a prayer meeting before the prayer meeting on Tuesday night? Hear me, what what would happen is if little pockets all across the city, the light of heaven started shining because people are in his presence. You shut the TV off. You turn the phone off. You shut the distraction. You say, Lord, I want to be with you. We will see his kingdom come. I'm telling you, we will see the presence of the Lord. His presence is there for you. You don't have to go looking too hard for it. Can I encourage you? Because of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to go looking too hard for it. If you need to know how to tap into it, see your pastors. They'll teach you. They'll show you. But it's just simply this. It's this. And I'm almost done. It's simply this. It's just a desperate heart. Are you desperate enough? Like, are we seriously desperate enough to see God? That we would just give up anything he would ask, do anything he would ask of us just to be with him? Come on, let's get desperate. Let's get desperate for his presence. And the last thing is this, you've received great power. He says, in his incomparably great power for us who believe. That's the gift that has been given to us. That's what Paul says. I want you to be reminded of what you have. Great power, incomparably, immeasurable power from the Holy Spirit. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. And it also says in scripture that that strength that raised Jesus from the dead now lives where? Everyone, where? In us, in you. That same power that raised Jesus out of the grave, that took the keys of death, robbed hell, defeated Satan, now all dominion, all rules and authority are under his foot. And so he says, that power is in you. What would it look like if you woke up every day and reminded your spirit and asked the Holy Spirit to remind you that you are full of power, how would you walk into your spaces? 
How would you walk out of your house? How would you lead your home? How would you love your spouses? How would you care for your kids? How would you practice hospitality in your home? How, how would you do these things if you said and understood the kingdom of God has won? <laughs> it's victorious already. Can, can I tell you, this might be bad theology, I, forgive me. I just, I'm constantly telling myself, he's a little devil. We give too much attention to a little devil that's already defeated. Like we give, oh my gosh, he's winning. He's not winning. <laughs> He's going to be victorious. Look at the darkness. It's so, yes, it's messed up. Yes, it's evil. Yes, it's wicked. Yes. But the kingdom of God I'm a part of looks evil in the face, looks wickedness in the face and says, hey, listen, listen, there is a man named Jesus. He came to die for every person that would call upon his name. He died, he was raised to life, he conquered death, he grabbed the keys of hell, he's seated on the victor's seat. And so now I'm a part of that same kingdom. I have that same power. So listen, demons flee. Listen, this is not some, I'm almost done. This is my third close. I'm not some charismatic nutcase. I'm not. I just, got, I just seen the power of God. When you get a taste of the kingdom of God, you're wrecked forever. You know, I, I love, I love, we joke, but I'm always like to the guys that when we travel, I'm like, you ready to kick the devil in the teeth today? Some people should be, maybe I should be more proper. Like, are you ready to go worship the Lord in his presence? Like, I'm like, no, you ready to go stomp devils? Now listen, don't pick a fight that you weren't called to pick. You'll get beat up and then you'll get disappointed and then you have to make sure you know what battles you're called to. In church, can we make sure we're fighting the right battles? Can we make sure we're fighting the right battles? And the right battle is this, if your neighbor does not know Jesus, start there. Start there, please, please for the love, start there. Don't go on Facebook. Don't go on any social media platform. Don't start posting about how the world's coming to it. Just go start with your neighbor. And then the Lord will, pr will prune you. He'll strengthen you. And then he'll go, okay, now go to the block. Okay, now go to this. Okay, now go to this. Okay, now do this. And start to see the kingdom of God start to overtake the dark, overtake the wicked, overtake the delusion, overtake the distorted, overtake because this is the immeasurable power that has been given to us because of Jesus Christ and the gift of his Holy Spirit. Do any of you want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit today? Do any of you want to see great and mighty things today? This is the call to be a strong people not easily disturbed, not tossed by the winds, strong, super intense, <laughs> super intense. I tell our church all the time, we act like we have tomorrow. I say this joke, hopefully. I say, I say you guys act like we have tomorrow. I'll get, to, I'll, get to this, I'll get to this intensity tomorrow with Jesus. I could drop dead right here on stage. How cool would that be? Guess what, I'll be like, ah, oh my goodness. We act like, I'm like, oh, tomorrow, I got tomorrow. Today, this minute, this hour, I don't have tomorrow. There's no days off in the kingdom of God. <laughs> There's no time for days off in the kingdom of God. You could take them, 
You can put your request in for days off. It's, it's not worth it. There's no time off. There's no reason to take time off. We need to see a city turned upside down for the kingdom of God more than ever before. And it's gonna happen through the church of Jesus Christ saying, today, today, Holy Spirit, fill me up and make me strong.